0: But the last thing we were discussing was if a woman made a vow and instead of uh, annulling her vow, her husband or future husband divorced her that day, what would that be considered? Is that like him being quiet or is that like him upkeeping that vow? Is it him being quiet and therefore if he gets engaged to her again that day he could uh, annul that vow or is it like upkeeping it and if he gets engaged to her later that day too late you cannot annul that vow anymore and with that we're going to start first word on the page when did we say in the Mishnah that if the husband died, the, the the right to annul goes to the father? That's when the husband didn't hear before he passed away. Or he heard and he annulled and then he passed away. Or he heard and he just kept quiet and he died that day. Now, if you want to tell me that divorce is like being quiet, it should also say that if he heard and he divorced her, then everything goes to the father. But the fact that it didn't say it, it didn't say it, it sounds like divorce is like upkeeping the vow. He says no. And my sefer. Then look at the sefer. The brayta. Aval im shama vekim. If he heard, if the husband heard, and he upkept the the vow, or shama veshatak umet beyom shelacharav. Or he heard it, kept quiet, and died the next day. Anyachol the affair, the father cannot annul. Ve'i amad kirushin ka'kamadam. When if you want to say divorce is like upkeeping a vow. Then litni ve'im shama vekirush. Let it also say if he heard and divorced there. That's like upkeeping, and the father can't annul. Rather, from the fact they didn't say it, rather you you have to learn the opposite that uh, uh, that divorce is like staying quiet, and the father cannot annul the vow after the divorce. So you could learn either way. Rather from this you can't learn it because if the first part of the breita is precise. Then Nasib Sefa Mishum Resha, then they brought the Sefa to be uh, sort of the opposite, exact opposite of the Resha, and therefore they couldn't bring something in the, resha, in the Sefa that wasn't mentioned in the Resha. If the Sefa, the last part, is precise, and it didn't mention the case of Girushin, then Nasib Resha Mishum then you have to say that the Resha was brought down in a precise, in a precise way. To be the opposite of the sefa, and therefore it did not mention the case of divorce. So, really, we can't learn from this, right now, so we're going to have to try to learn from our, uh, from a different place. So, Tashima, Shema, let's look at our Mishnah. She vowed while she's engaged, she got divorced, and then she uh, got re engaged to someone else, even if she got divorced and got engaged a hundred times that day. Her father and the last future husband last arus annul her vow. Now, what do you understand? The fact that she had to get engaged to someone else. That when someone divorces her, it's not like upkeeping a vow; it's rather like staying quiet. Because if you want to say it's like upkeeping a vow, then mi matze mefer arusah haronidre de okim arus rishon. Can the second Arus annul a vow that the first Arus upkept? Obviously, he never upkept it when he divorced her. So you see that divorce is like shtika, just like staying quiet. pushes back. Maybe we're talking about a situation where the first Arus didn't hear it and then he got divorced. He got divorced without hearing about this, uh, this uh, vow. The Gema says, If you he never heard it, then, then what do I care if if he got engaged that day, they got remarried that day, what, what do I care about all this? I feel Even if it's after a hundred days, also, the new Arus could annul with the father. So the like, explains, Rather... Shama Arus We're talking about a situation where the Arus did not hear, but the father did hear. That day the father could annul But after that, the father cannot annul the day passed. So when we say that she got engaged that day, so the father could annul when and when she got engaged, he could annul with the with the new Arus. So we still don't have an answer. Is girushin considered like being quiet, or is it considered upkeeping of our So hashemad? The gemara is going to try to bring a different mishnah, which we're going to learn later on on daf Petit. Nadra bo bayom. She made an uh, a vow that day, the day that she got married, she made a vow, and he divorced her, and then he remarried her that day, and he cannot annul. What does that show you? You see that uh, divorce is like upkeeping a vow, and that's why, once he divorced her, he cannot uh, annul. But the grandma pushes back, no, and we said, no, we here, talking about a lady who's married, and lady who's married is totally different than a na'ala, for the reason that the husband cannot, uh, cannot annul the vow, even though he's remarrying his wife, because a husband cannot annul vows that she made in a previous marriage, or things that happened before the marriage, when she made that vow, the father had no right to her. She was married. And now when he's remarrying her or he, he, got, he did an irusin again, uh, he he has no partnership with the father on that vow. And that's why he can't annul that vow. That vow cannot be annulled. And we end off with no answer. We don't know if is divorce considered a shtika, being quiet, and the next husband can annul, or is it considered an upkeep of the vow, and the next husband cannot. And the Ran explains in the name of the Ramban, since it's a question with a and darim, with no answer, therefore we have to be posek and we have to count a divorce as an upkeep of the vow. But there's a Rashba who argues and he holds that, no, on Dafayin Aleph, we learned that according to Shemuel, he probably had a tradition from his rabbis that our Mishnah is talking about a situation where the first uh, the the first Arus heard. Therefore, that uh, second part where we said, oh, the, the, the Arus didn't hear, only a second and no one heard, we have to throw that out and we have to go by what Shemuel said on Aleph. And since the Arus heard... Then divorce the is like being quiet, and that's why the second one uh, could annul the vow, and therefore that vow could be annulled. Next mishnah: the way of Talmud Hachamim, meaning people who are kasher, they're very midakdek in what they do, and they want to make sure there's no averot under them, and they know the halachot of hatara nedarim. Before his daughter gets married and walks out of his house. Omer, I would tell her, Any vow that you made in my house under my jurisdiction is now annulled. V'chein habal, same thing. The husband, if he's a timid chacham, achtelotik Before they would get married, Omer, I would tell her, "Call me." Any vow that you made during engagement period before you you came under me, harehen they are hereby annulled because once they get married she, they, he cannot annul anymore and the command starts Rame Bar Hama has a question can a husband annul a vow if he never heard about it he uh, he doesn't know maybe my wife said something maybe she didn't say something as a just in case a precaution sort of thing he's going to do every day for her or lav When the pasuk says the husband has to hear about the vow, is that precise meaning? Does he have to hear the the vow in order to annul, or can he just annul even without hearing, even for a precaution? <laughs> Before his daughter leaves the house uh, to get married, he would tell her anything that you've had over here has been annulled. shama Could be the father never heard. Like my aunt says, No, maybe when he, if he hears before the wedding, then uh, that's when he's going to uh, annul the vow. Then the Digma asks him, can if that's the case, Kiloshama Lama de Mimar, if he didn't hear, why does he have to say? Just wait uh, if you hear anything before the the before the wedding, uh, just say it then why do you have to say it? so like says Hakamamalah, no, the Hidush here is different. They are headedbaan the. That the way of a tamid Hakam is to go after his daughter, meaning to start a conversation, speak with her, say, Hey, I want to do Hatan and Darim. Is there any vows that you made? Please let me know. And this way you'll start a conversation between between the two. And maybe the daughter is gonna say something, I vowed this, I said that, I did this three times, I did that, and then the father could annul all the vows. But we still don't have an answer uh, can can a husband or a father annul without actually hearing the vow? So the Gamaska to try to learn it from the, the Sefa of our Mishnah. The second part, Tashem Baal, at leshuto A husband, before she comes to his house, before they get married, the Tamid HaKam would say anything that you vowed up until now uh, is annulled. So you see, he doesn't have to know. You could, again, you could say the same thing, you could tell, when I hear it, I, it will be annulled from now. And again, we're not sure what uh, what would be the case if he annulled without him knowing. So, we're going to learn from what we learn, we're going to learn on the Ayin Ha'amud Aleph, if a husband who tells his wife, he Leishto. When he's uh, leaving, let's say he's leaving his house, he's going on vacation. I mean, any vow that you're going to, uh, you're going to make until I come back, they stand. They, didn't, they He didn't do anything, because that doesn't count as an upkeeping of a vow. The Ran explains, because you can't uh, upkeep a vow that's not in the world yet. It's, That's the run. The Rosh explains that you cannot upkeep before something happens. Just that's the rule when it comes to vows. Because let's say she's going to make a vow that he's embarrassed of. Or let's say she's going to make a vow that's going to hurt him. So he wouldn't want that. So that's why the the upkeep of a vow that's not here yet doesn't stand. That's the way the Rosh explains it now if he said mufarin, anything that you any vow that you're going to say until I come back is annulled says it is negated now how could you say it's negated how could you say it's annulled if you didn't even hear about it yet ah what does it show you that you don't have to know about the vow in order to annul it the says no. Again, Hachenami. Again, you could explain the He says, when I hear it, it's going to be annulled. And again, we don't know what would be the deen if if a person annulled without knowing. But the Gema asks, min Then why does he have to say it now, Ferda When he hears about it, okay, then you could annul it. it. Goes by the day you heard, not by when she made the vow. So the Gemara explains, Kasavar dilma matridna the husband is worried that maybe when I hear it, I'm going to be busy with other stuff. My, my my head's going to be all over the place. I'm not going to be in the right mindset to annul the vow. Therefore, I'm annulling it from now. But we still don't know what would be the deen. It, it, can he annul the vow if he didn't hear about the actual vow? So, Tashima, we're going to learn from the potropus? A person tells a, a trustee over his assets... Any uh, any vows that my wife makes until I come back from a certain place, annul it for for, for me. la, and if the uh, the this trustee annul those vows, maybe they're annulled. isha Only a husband could uh, could upkeep the vow, and only the husband could annul the vow. And that's the very Rabbi Yoshiyah. So Amar Lo Rabbi Yonatan. Rabbi Yonatan told Rabbi Yoshiyah. The entire Torah, we learned this all over the place. That a person shaliah, it's like him himself doing it. So why is it that the the, the trustee over here can't annul the vows? And the Gemara says, And even Rabbi Yoshiyah, he himself. The only reason he's saying this is because there's a pasuk saying that only the husband could upkeep and annul a vow. Without this pasukh, everyone would agree. Everyone would agree that a messenger could do it. The problem is, how could a shali'ah do it? But the husband never heard it. And if the husband never heard it, then he can't make a shali'ah. There's a famous deen when it comes to. Il khot, uh, that if a person can't do it, then his Shaliah cannot do it either. Rather, what do we understand from this? The fact that he could send a shaliah, I mean, if it wasn't for the pasuk, he could send a Shaliah, It shows you he does not have to hear it in order to annul the vow. The only thing that's stopping us is the pasuk. The Gemara pushes back. You, again, you could say the same thing over here, where the husband's going to tell the potropos, when I hear it, then I'll annul it. And uh, the trustee will tell the, the wife that, uh, by the way, your, uh, your vow is not a vow, because when your husband's going to come back, he's going to annul it. The Gemara has a problem. So why do I need a trustee? Just uh, just wait till you come back when you hear it. Uh, you could annul it right then and there. So the Gemara explains again. The husband is worried. Maybe his mindset, his head won't to be in the annulment. it will be busy with other stuff. And he won't get, a ch- won't get a chance to annul. So that's why he has the trustee uh, there just setting it up for him. So this is why when he hears about it, he'll annul it and the Gemara ends off without an answer but we will get an answer later on but we'll stop right here Baruch Hashem Le'olam Amen Ve'amen